everybody this your boy b rob and i'm back with another edition of the random rams with rob podcast first and foremost i'd like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts if you're a first time listener i appreciate you all so much for giving my show a try and if anybody recommended you to me go ahead and use your social media app of choice to send them a well-crafted dm to tell them thank you for recommending you to me speaking of social media you can find the random rams with rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at the 3R Show, uh, Facebook, you can type in the Random Rounds with Rob or go to facebook.com forward slash 3R Show. And for anything that I may have forgotten, like my YouTube page, you can go 3R Show, something like that. But since I did forget it properly in the intro, you can go to randomrob.com and you can find all the things that I may have mentioned or may have not mentioned in many different ways that you can help support the show and so on and so forth, yada, 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 yakety schmackety. So, have a guest joining me as per usual. One that is, uh, I, I, I don't know what the time zone is right now, but is it early there or is it late there? It's actually 10, a, 10 p.m. So it's, uh, you know, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I would be laying in the bed, staring at the ceiling right now, hoping to fall asleep if it was that time here. <laughs> but it is only 2 p.m. in the afternoon. So um, I'm not going to keep you too long. So we can go ahead and roll through this. Joining me is author, creator sure. of the epics of. And remember, I, I just talked about this, how I have problems with names <laughs> and stuff but the epics of Enkidu did I get that right? Yes Yes I got it <laughs> yeah, right that's, that's <laughs> author creator uh, Ahmed Almin Ahim uh, damn it see I did it with my hands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sir how are you? Yeah, well, welcome well. welcome welcome thanks sir thank you my pleasure to be here yes so how are we doing? I know I asked before we started recording proper, but I, I had to ask officially so everybody around the world knows how you're doing. <laughs> well, I'm in quarantine at the moment. Uh, it's still quarantine time here. They, th- they think they're going to, you know, tone it down in three weeks, but who knows? You know, just hoping for, for the best uh, in, in Kuwait. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, we, we're surviving. Everything is fine, right? Yeah, see, yeah, they, it gives they, me more time to work on my on my thing and you know spend more time with the missus. So yeah, yeah. So how's that working out? Uh, the more time with the missus because I mean you've been put through a little bit of a dilemma here with your um, your Indiegogo campaign and uh, I think you're on day what of cooking for a month straight. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, um, like the last four days I got a little you know under the weather so. It's supposed to be like yesterday was day three of me cooking, and you know I cook every day, but I only film the things I never did before. So one of them is uh, like last time I just cooked the I did the bread for the first time. I never did you know baked bread by myself, so this is the first time I do that. And yeah, 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I right now it's day three of my me cooking. I don't I don't think the, sh- the people on the show knows what, what we're talking about, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Go, go ahead and give us a little background or anything. You we have your uh, comic that you have on Indiegogo. Uh, I know yeah. it's funded and whatnot, but um, you and your wife had like a little side bet. Of if it does well by this point in time that you had to do a list of things and cooking for a month straight was one of them I believe was one of them yeah and I also did another list for her to do if the campaign was successful actually and we did a video on YouTube about it you know because we never revealed this list for each other so we we, we filmed it while we, we revealed what's in the list at the same time and you can see our reactions to each each thing, each item on the list, and uh, one of them was me cooking for a month. Yeah, and uh, so far it's interesting and challenging, especially since my my wife is a, is a very good cook. She has her own cooking channel, and uh, she like gives me instruction what to do. You know everything. It's it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. You know, it's uh, it's uh, you know it's a good good thing. Good thing to do with the missus once in a while. I, I really recommend everyone should do that. You know, every once in a while just do something with the missus while she instructs you and really it's really fun and funny you know well i <laughs> and so I, challenging I, yeah. I i did that uh what three times i think i told you earlier and i wound up with kids so oh <laughs> <laughs> well if you can after this uh cooking for a month thing this it's finished. I'm gonna have to sing a song in Chinese. That's one of the things in the item on the list. Oh, I mean, so I mean, <laughs> so yeah. It, so that was another thing that was interesting to me as well. I mean, your wife yeah. is Chinese, so I mean, do you yeah. are you kind of versed in it, or is it just something that you're gonna have to learn from scratch when you do your song? Well, I I speak Chinese Mandarin, but I'm not fluent with it, and uh, I, I really have to practice <laughs> that song. You know, she always picked it, so I uh, just need to you know practice the song. There are some words in the song I've never learned, never used when I lived in China, so I, I need to learn these song, these words still. So yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a little challenging, you know. And also, I'm tone deaf. Oh. I, I can't play the music, but I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't sing. So, is, is, <laughs> really, <laughs> is the song that is the song that she picked for you? Is it a, just a popular song, you know, there, or is it something to significance to you know the bet that y'all had? Uh, it is. It is popular. Um, the one she picked is was was like some kind of a remake of an old song you know uh, it's, uh, it's called uh, 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 it's like a name of a flower in uh, Mongolia you know so it's, it's, this is the name of the song but it's it's really nice you know it's a, like when she explained the meaning of the song but yeah so <laughs> can't, can't wait to sing it and uh, you know make everyone hate every Chinese song ever written <laughs> because of my voice <laughs> so yeah so that that was a uh, number one on her list for you to cook for a month, and then you know you had the the song that you have yeah. to sing or whatever. What was number one on your list for her to do? Ah, oh, uh, she has to watch the whole series of Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, the reason why I picked this one, yeah, <laughs> the reason why I picked this one because when I mentioned it, she said something that made me, you know, very up upset and maybe question our relationship when she wow. said no it looks boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like what <laughs> if i knew that i would have think our relationship 
Oh. So yeah, um, um, this is one of the first things. Yeah, I told her to watch. Actually, I don't remember which, like all of like in, in particular order, but I remember the first one. And the first one was the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean uh, she'll enjoy it. She'll get into the characters and everything. I know she will. I meant, matter of fact, here to my right, as you noticed earlier, Lord of the Rings. The whole set is sitting right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> so yeah. So hopefully she's gonna like it. She's gonna watch it, and hopefully she's gonna like it. So well, you know, I mean, it doesn't. I don't think she's gonna hate it. No one hates Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> and then, then I, I, she don't have a choice in the matter anyway because she lost a bet. Or well, you, it's not really a loss. It's just a, some requirements for success. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a. Exactly, it's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, not to harp yeah. too much on your wife or whatever. I know you love her so much and whatnot, but you're in Kuwait, and then you went to China for what now? For what reason? Yeah, for three years actually. Three years. Yeah, I went there for three years to study actually, um, and uh, I met her actually in a cafe. I was lucky to, to meet her there. I was uh, there to every weekend. I just go there to write or read um, at a cafe near my home, and she was sitting almost behind me, um, working on her laptop. And then the shocking thing is, she was singing a song in in Arabic, you know. And uh, the, the place I was living at, not so many people even speak English, but I was shocked to find someone who speaks who actually sings in Arabic. And and the song she was singing is a song I used to listen to when I was a kid going to school and it was shocking to me i just looked and i said how do you know this song how, how, how did this song reach to you and uh, she doesn't speak arabic uh, but but she was exposed to the you know middle eastern uh, arts and culture and it immediately made her interesting an interesting person to me because when you you know when you write middle eastern you write arabic or whatever and then the or, you don't hear about these things, you know, the art, uh, the beauty about our culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So I immediately just, you know, became interested of her and we started dating. And our first date, actually, because I'm from Iraq, she's from China. We met halfway there. We met in an Indian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was our first day, <laughs> date. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And like I think uh, four months uh, later, actually it's gonna be um, in ten days. In, in, in uh, yeah, exactly ten days is our uh, engagement anniversary. Word. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> that, that that is freaking amazing because it's just like Kuwait, Thanks, man. <laughs> China, and then. Just for her to yeah. be something in Arabic. I mean, what are the coincidences? What are the chances of something like that just happening? You know, I mean, it was meant to be. Exactly. And, and since I was a kid, I love the Orient uh, culture and civilization. And so it's beautiful. You know, I love the Chinese culture and she loves the Middle East culture. Like, like, and uh, actually our birthday is the same day. So it's, it's really weird, you know, <laughs> so, um, like, like there are so many things that fits for a movie, you know, it's, it's, it's like unreal, you know? So yeah, I got luck finding her, you know, I never expected someone like her to pop in my life. And there she is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, you can't expect the unexpected. It just happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just like, 
you talk about Kuwait and its beauties and, you know, the, you know, the hidden gems that the world may never know about or whatnot or, you know, neglect to investigate. I've been to Kuwait many times, you know, not by choice, but um, the only thing that I really know of it is I got a big Nestle Crunch factory out there and I had some cereal. So that's all I really know of Kuwait. (laughs) Well, actually, the song she she sang, that was a Lebanese song. Yeah, I used to listen to it on, on my way to work. Yeah, so on my way to school when I was a kid. So, yeah. Amazing. So yeah. how long have you been writing? Because, I mean, you just don't wake up one day and be like, I'm going to make a comic book. I, know, I mean, it's probably got some back to it or whatnot. Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I started, you know, writing uh, in 2008. Um, writing my first book, which which became a national bestseller, and um, it was uh, after actually like before I I became interested in writing or creating any kind of stories, I met a group of people uh, in Emirates who wants to make a movie, and I just gave them ideas, and they were impressed, and I thought you know what I think it's, it's fun to create uh, ideas, but I really started after I explained to one of my friends about this idea I have a book which which is called Sykes and he called me from a DVD store asking me what was that movie you told me about and what do you mean what movie so he was explaining the story I was telling him I said no that's not a movie it's, that's actually a book I want to write mm-hmm. and I remember hanging hanging the phone and immediately went to my laptop to start my, my first novel so 2008 was the first time I started writing and uh, I'm, I'm still writing ever since yeah. Word. That's cool. So, like, what drew you to it or whatever? Is just the ability to create your own worlds and stories and whatnot? Or, I mean, did you have someone in your life that wrote? Or, uh, I mean, I, I was a reader before a writer. You know, every every writer is, is, is a reader. So, I remember knowing that reading books, these things was really beautiful. But when I, I, I just wanted to write, I became like, like I thought it's really fun. It's something like I really, I'm really interested in to creating to do some kind of original ideas. Ideas, you know, people don't know about our, 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 our people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is, is when I came up with this Sykes thing. And I thought, you know, like the, the reason why what pushed me to, to create things is because I want people from all over the world to know something different about us, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from Iraq. What do you know about Iraq, you know? So I want people to know something beautiful for me like instead of this thing that's why I also I'm, I'm really working very hard to make the ethics of Enkidu you know reach reach out there and you know so people can you know know about the epic of Gilgamesh you know about our civilization about our culture you know I, I want to do that so this is my you know this is my the thing that pushes me forward is to change people's view about us you know yes to abolish stereotypes I got you Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. To, to speak of current times, I mean, we see what's going on yeah. in the world, you know, the George Floyd thing and all the other stuff surrounding yeah. it or whatever. I mean, okay. if anything that you're saying right now, I can totally understand. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the world we live in right now, trying to change it. <laughs> yes. You know, a little bit at a time, block by block, brick by brick. Brick by brick, exactly. Yes, sir. So the the story, uh, the epics of epic. I see. God damn it! (laughs) Ippy do. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. 
<laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it's fine. So it's not easy to pronounce. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, and you know, yeah. before I even get back into that or whatever, you know, you, you was talking about you were a reader before you were actually a writer or whatever, you know. It was something that you became passionate about because you love to read. That's probably why I'm having the trouble right now, because I, I as a bucket list thing, I wanted to write a book. Just to say I wrote a book. But I'm not really a reader or whatever, so it's kind of hard for me to sit down and try to write this book. So you, I'm the opposite end of you, you know. It's like I don't really get into reading, so it's hard for me to write, you know. Well, I became a reader because I, I remember the first book, like I really was interested in, was uh, I think by James Patterson. Uh, it's called The Lake House. It's kind of a scary book, and. If you want to be a reader, you have to find something you're really interested in, not just pick any book uh, and read it. So the reason why I remember the book was that, like, it's on the cover, it says, do not read it alone at home. And that immediately attracted me to it. Uh So anyone who wants to be a reader, you know, must find a book that attracts you. You know, Mm -hmm. there are so many books I picked up and I couldn't finish. Like, I I thought it's not for me. I just leave them. They probably are bestsellers or whatever, but. I didn't, you know, work with me. So I think it's, uh, it's the same thing. I mean, if you want to read something, you should find something that uh, you can you, you feel interested in to read. That's, that's uh, my advice to any writer who wants to be a reader, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, motivations behind your, um, your comic book here. Go ahead and let everybody know, you know, what, how did this come to be? How this project started? Sure. Well, um, well, the Epics of Inkidu, actually, it's a, it's a comic book that features a superhero with autism, and it is a sequel to the oldest story found in human history. Um, for those who, know, who doesn't know what that is, it's the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and how it came to me is um, I wanted to create a, a comic book with a, um, you know, a story with a character that has autism, uh, and that was inspired by my nephew. Uh, my dear nephew he has uh, autism, and I and I used to spend time with him and I play with him, and we were really really close to each other. And um, when I see him play, whatever, and like he slips or, or whatever, he, he doesn't fall. You know, he always balances himself in a, in a very awesome way, and it makes me think. You know, like wow, he's like you know, he he has fast reaction, and everything. So I thought, you know, I want to make a comic book about him, about like sort of. As someone who has his superpowers and autistic, but when, but I didn't know how and what character and everything. But when I was, you know, revisiting this epic, the oldest story, epic of Gilgamesh, there is a character who's always with Gilgamesh, who, who even Gilgamesh always needs his help and everything. And they're like, you know, Batman and Robin, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like psychic. And I, I saw Inkidu, that character. He, he was in the story, first of all, he, he was odd and different from society and he was descri- described as having animalistic or whatever and not, not, not an, like uncivil, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. how they, they describe him and how he interacts and how he speaks. And for me, I don't know, it clicked. He's, he's like an autistic person. I thought, wow, that's something cool, you know? And um, I saw him in the comic, in the, I mean, the story, he was, even better than for me, you know, he was better than Gilgamesh because he was good from the beginning. Because Gilgamesh was a tyrant king, he was a bad guy, and this Inkidu guy changed him, and that makes me think, wow, this this idea is really good, you know. I can do this comic based on on this story and dedicate it to my nephew. So that's how the the whole thing started, and I just you know, you know, I, that's how I started the idea. Yeah. 
<laughs> so now, you know, we, we established that you had previous writing experience with your first book and everything and the works you have in between. So why a comic book and just not a traditional novel? Um, honestly, uh, like every story could be told in every medium, but, but there are stories that fits, for example, for a movie or, or fits for a novel or like that, you know, like I can't imagine in, I would enjoy Inception as a book. Like yeah. I enjoyed it as a movie, for example. But yeah. There are things that looks better in, in different medium. Uh, when I was thinking about this story, I couldn't help thinking about it as a comic book. You know, uh, has with, with you know with some visuals with uh, with um, a unique uh, color in, in storytelling, and I thought you know this this story deserves to be a comic book more than you know being a book, uh, and also it's a superhero story. You know, so so that's you know most 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 these can, most these stories are fit to be a comic book, and uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's. So previous to this, how much experience did you have actually making comic books? Well, um, I I started making comics uh, after I watched uh, a motion comic called uh, Walking Saints. And I thought, wow, that's something nice. I want to do something like that. So um, I decided to search for artists to do this with me, but they... You know, no one wants to work for free, you know? <laughs> so eventually, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so at that time, I was a student, you know? So, so I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to learn to do it myself and uh, started to learn how to draw, how to do digital drawing. And uh, I, I looked up, uh, you know, YouTube tutorial, which was oh, yeah. really difficult, you know? It's, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's really difficult to, to, push these things but but when you believe in something you you know you, you push forward and eventually i learned how to draw digitally and uh, i did this motion comic called uh, team genesis i did two episodes of, of those um and and that's how i started making comics um yeah so so this is my experience with creating comics and i have a big experience in writing uh i'm, I'm better as a colorist uh, so I have actually a, another uh, artist who does the penciling and, and the inking. Okay. So we teamed up to create this uh, epic, the epic of uh, epics of inking. Sweet. So you know, learning the drawing process and the inking and all that stuff. I mean, you speak about the inking there, so I, I'm, I believe uh, that's going to answer the question a little bit. But what has been the um, I guess the most fun or the best part of drawing for you and learning that whole process and what is the least enjoyable portion of it as well? (laughs) Well, uh, if you're talking just about drawing, uh, well, since I'm just a colorist, uh, it's easy to, you know, do this, you know, the the color, the coloring thing. I mean, the the coloring is, yeah, it's, it's, it's not just, my, my problem is the lighting, you know? Mm-hmm. I try to get the lighting right yes. uh, to make some... Uh, because, because coloring is like cinematography, you know? You want to draw the reader to something specific, you know? It's, it helps to, you know, amplify the story. So, you know, coloring, the beginning, everything, you can put the flats, uh, but but when you when you try to do the... Uh, uh, I forgot what it calls, but uh, highlights uh, and the lights and everything... That's 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 the part that needs more thinking, you know. Um, 
Yeah, so this 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 part is the most difficult for me. Uh, the most enjoyable part, uh, I would say, um, you know, when I do the storyboard, mm. you know, okay, because I, I I do the storyboard thing like a quick sketch, like each page takes on ten minutes, and I send it to my to my artist, and you know, I try to explain. So I think we try to imagine the scene. This is my favorite part. I like to do that. You know, I got you. The okay. storyboard thing. So, the foundation yeah. of the thing. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you you got somebody else trying to help you create your vision and whatnot. I mean, do you feel like you have a person currently that's kind of jiving with what you're putting down on paper and whatnot? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, what we call it, like a cooperative thing, you know, like two minds collide sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, my artists sometimes have, you know, like a different vision. So it's uh we try to compromise and see which which is best for the story, you know. Eventually, uh, and actually, my artist is, is, is very very good. You know, sometimes he, I, I'm most of the time I go with his idea. Like when I show him the storyboard and I tell him this, uh, he he does something different and like with with the pause, you know, not like that. And and you know, I tell him, yeah, that's, that's good. And sometimes, you know, I tell him now just change that, do this that way. But most of the time, I just go with his with his uh, artistic style. He's he's pretty good. Now, so, I mean, you, you sound like you're gelling well and everything. You got a good rapport with your artists and whatnot. What did it take to get to that point? Because you already mentioned that people ain't working for free and, you know, <laughs> exposure is not really a, a, a good payment option and whatnot. So, I mean, how, what, was, what was the process of you finding a guy that was willing to work with you in your project? Well, uh well, first of all, I mean, I found him through uh, Facebook. You know, there are lots of art groups in there, so that's how I reached out to him. And uh, I saw his art thing, his portfolio, and uh, I said, like, he also doesn't work for free, to be honest. <laughs> that's why. That's one of the thing. That's one of the reasons I did the Indiegogo campaign. You know, to get some, you know, money for for him. You know, to to do the inking and everything, and I, I'll do the the rest. Um. Um. And, you know, so it's like a trial and error thing. You know, I, I first see which artist fits, and I actually went through three three artists until I found my my, my last one, the one I'm 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 gonna use most of the time. His name is Moiso Moniz, and he's really good. He's really good. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm going with this guy, and his art is really good. I'm not sure if you've seen his works lately. He created those characters from the perks. I have a perk from the Indiegogo, like you can become my main character in my comic book and I'm going to do a poster of you as a character and you get, yeah. So uh, he, we created some of those posters and more of them coming and I'm not sure if you've seen it, these ones, but they look pretty, pretty awesome. You know, he's, he's, he worked very well on those. So, yeah. Word. That's freaking awesome. So... When you have any creative ideas that you're putting down to where it's your comic book or any of your other creative writings and whatnot, uh, what is your support level at home with your wife and everything like that? She's extremely supportive. I mean, really supportive, you know. Um, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'm doing the coloring or working on research and everything, and uh, especially during these quarantine times, you know, where, where most of us have nothing else to do and I'm the one mostly working with this thing. So, I mean, to see her, to see how she, she really got my back and support in this thing, it's, it's really, 
something I, I, I cannot put into words and I'm a writer, <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah, <laughs> that's how, how, how moved I am mm-hmm. with, with that. And of course my family also, they're, they're really, really supportive of the idea. And, uh, I actually can't wait to finish, uh, the first issue at least. So I can give it to my nephew because he still doesn't know about it. Oh, so I wanna, I wanna that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You need to record that. I need to see that. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Yes. Looking forward to that. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so um, man, you 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 did you you kind of hit me in the, the heartstrings with that one or whatever. So you kind of threw my train of thought off. Because oh. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, it's it's the same thing here or whatever. I, I I've been doing this show for four years or whatever, and you know I've had a habit in the past of uh you know being interested in a lot of things and not really following through. So when it came to doing this, my wife was like, oh, this is another one of your broken toys or whatever. You're just going to play with it for a little while and you cast it aside and never to be heard from again and whatnot. So in the beginning of the show, I didn't really get that firm support. But, you know, as the time went on or whatever, she seen that I was actually sticking with it. I, you know, I didn't cast it out and throw it down and whatnot. And, you know, when she seen I was all in, she became all in and whatnot. So. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, it it really is because it was at times I was just like, this shit sucks. I want to quit. And then she actually told me that I was doing good. And it just like it reinvigorated me and made me want to keep going and pushing and everything. So here I am. (laughs) How how many years have you been married? If I may ask. Uh, Going on 13 years in September. Oh, well, on June. It will be our first year, so she's supportive now. <laughs> so let's see, let's see how the future how, how, how level of support is gonna go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You got you got a ways to go, but I mean, you you look like you got a good start. So I mean, that that's always a good basis for anything. You got a good foundation, so it'll you know build from there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna knock on wood over here. <laughs> so, um, not in addition to being a writer and everything, you're a dentist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a dentist. Yeah. Word. So, I mean, you got an interesting combo there. You like to write and everything, and illustrate, and you also like to dig in people's mouth and make them Talk feel uncomfortable. Talk to people on chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If uh, this, yeah, if this comic book goes well, you know, you make a series and whatnot. Your next thing to meet need to be like a dentist superhero or a dentist uh, super villain. That's what you need to do. Maybe a super villain because dentists yeah. be yeah all in your mouth and your teeth and everything. yeah, sure. <laughs> Can't imagine that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, uh, there's a book uh, I've seen. I've never read. It's called The Demon Dentist, oh. and uh, it's it's actually aimed for kids. And I was like, that's not that's, a book you no, should give for kids because I have kid patients. And the worst thing about a kid patient is try to convince them it's not, you know, it's not, you know, it's not scary, you know. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's counterproductive. Yeah. Seems like to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially it's like whenever you take a kid to um, your doctor or whatever, they have to get shots and shit. And it's just like, 
you know in your mind that there's going to be some level of discomfort, some kind of pain because you're an adult. You've been through this all your life with, uh, you know, doctor's visits and everything. But for a young child that's never experienced an instance like this, it's just like, yeah. how do you calm them down or even prepare them mentally and everything? Because you know they're going to cry. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I actually treated my nephew, you know, uh, it was uh, he. He was one of my most difficult patients I've ever seen. He's, you know, he has autism, but because I have strong connection, and everything at the beginning he was very excited, and he, and when he saw me with this with my scrubs and everything, he was like, "I want to be a dentist." He was keep saying that, and and just after we finished, like every time I asked him, "You want to be a dentist?" He said, "No." <laughs> so, <laughs> it was you know, it was difficult to treat uh, treat him, you know, but. But still, you know, I don't think I can treat him again. <laughs> so, yeah, he's telling him, brush your teeth or else you're going to have to deal with me. <laughs> See, and that's a, that's a good fear can be a good motivator sometimes. It's like you remember that pain that you felt this last time. If you brush your teeth, you never have to feel that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I mean, shit, hell, what what drove you toward that or whatever? Dentistry. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> actually, it's a funny story. Um, you know, when I finished high school, you know, I, I had you know good grades, or whatever. You know, not 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 too high, not too low, but you know enough to you know choose almost any any um, career. And at the time, I didn't know what I want to be. You know, I just I was thinking, yeah, I just want to finish high school. I didn't know exactly. what I want to be. And my young brother, you know. We were very close, and his wish was to be a dentist, you know, at uh, the time. And he was, the, you know, he keeps saying that, okay, how about you become a dentist, and I become a dentist, and we can, you know, open a clinic together one day and everything. And I was like, you know what, not a bad idea. Oh, no. So I went to study dentistry. <laughs> yeah. Right now, he's doing his PhD in engineering in Canada. He betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> he set you up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm glad he he took that that path. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, Jimmy is really really good, and he's very good at these things. You know, and honestly, I don't think he, he he'd like dentistry, you know, like like I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's engineering of the teeth, so you know. Yeah, it's engineering <laughs> medicine, a little art, you know. You know, you need to shape the teeth and everything. So yeah, it's like a, has something from everything, I guess. <laughs> it, it brings it all together, yeah. or whatnot. You know, it. it creativity in the teeth (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i mean so what what else you got going on in there we got dentistry we got a you know author and everything the illustrator and whatnot i mean what's something else that you would like to throw out there for the audience to know about uh all right um i actually did a a movie last year a feature movie and and it's on amazon right now it's got selected a couple of movies it was a horror movie uh, and I filmed it, I filmed it in China actually with a very low budget, just three thousand um, dollars. Of course, I did everything, almost everything, the, the composing, the music, the editing, everything. So that saved a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that is, this is one of the things <laughs> I've done. Um, you know, and this, this is the only thing I also did. You know, I did the movie, uh, horror movie. It's called The uh, Callus. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up Amazon send Prime you the, right now. The trailer later. <laughs> I'm pulling up Amazon Prime right now. I'm going to look for it. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's, uh, I mean, even though it has good reviews and everything, uh, whoever watched it in Prime, 
didn't realize it's just $3,000 movie. He thought he's going to watch a Nosco movie or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> the rating is not too high. But actually, it was uh, fun. It's more of an experience than a movie, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Just yeah. another one of those notches on your belly. I can say that I successfully directed and produced a movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I did that. And so it's like the, my first thing ever, you know, first movie I wrote. But yeah. It, it, actually, I was proud of it, you know? I enjoyed it. A lot of people who watched it enjoyed it, you know? So, so how did we get there? Did your brother betray you again? Yeah, I thought I made a horror movie about it. <laughs> it's uh, actually uh, because I'm a writer. Uh, again, I, I was in uh, in China. I got a friend here. This is this is the film crew. Actually, the people I worked with, and okay. this this guy, um, he he made a couple of indie movies um, when I was there. He's a he's a friend I met there, and. Uh, you know, I had a lot of ideas and uh, that I write in my notebook and I told him about this idea and I thought, you know, we can do that. And, uh, you know, some, you know, there's this saying in, in this book called uh, The Alchemist, uh, when you really want something, the universe conspire in your favor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to make this movie and suddenly the right people appeared. The, one of them uh, is Nicobe Johnson. He's a guy from Chicago, America. Uh, he's a cinematographer, mm-hmm. you know, he, he taught me everything about cinematography, Just, he, he appeared, you know, for me, and I found an actress, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a student, she's studying acting and everything, and, and, and she became very interested in the movie, uh, and like, I met all the right people suddenly, I, I, when I wanted to make that movie, so it's like the universe conspired in my favor, and I did this movie, it was a really nice experience, you know, um, and yeah, that's how I got there you know i just met the right people uh, at the right time and yeah See, it fits you know it, it go i mean it seems to be a theme with you man you just happen to hear somebody singing a song and here we are and <laughs> you know I, I, these I, things I really, happen like once a year you know most of the most of the time i'm unlucky <laughs> hey man once a year is a yeah. good uh that's a good recurrence man <laughs> <laughs> some people should be so lucky some people only get one opportunity in the span of a lifetime for stuff to line up like that yeah you're right you're right yeah but that's freaking amazing yeah, I, I, I really don't believe in coincidence or whatever I mean I just believe that you know everything is kind of lined up to where it's supposed to go I mean there's some deviations here and there but for the most part you wind up in where you need to be most of the time I believe that too. Yeah. I believe that too. Yeah. I never expect I'm going to be in China actually one day. I never expect to find my wife there. But exactly. Happens, so, yeah. Exactly. Get lucky. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. Well, sir, I am lucky to have you as a guest to to just share these. Oh, excellent moments and everything man you got a whole bunch of interesting stories a lot of coincidences which i enjoy a good coincidence and whatnot you know and um but our time has elapsed but before you go oh let everybody know where they can find you on social media and um clue them into where they can support your indiegogo well i say sure, indiegogo sure. Uh, shit, well, right <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my account is uh, Hero Autistic uh, without any underscore or anything. 
you can find me on Instagram if you, if you wrote that. It's uh, hero underscore autistic. You can try to join my Facebook uh, group. Uh, it's called the Epics of Inkidu. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Ahmed Amin. Um, I'm thinking of changing that to something else. I'm not sure what yet. Um, yeah, and you can, you know, hopefully if you want, if you want to have a, you know, you know, an issue and support this comic book, it's really for a good cause. It's, it's, it's meant to raise acceptance and awareness about autism. Um, and actually the comic book has some information about an international uh, charity organization for autism for people to reach out to. So I hope you can help me to, you know, spread this, uh, you know, the artwork. If you want to support my comic, you can go to Indiegogo and just write the epics of Inkidu. You cannot miss it. Um, and I, I really look forward uh, to, you know, to finish this book in full color and give it to you, you know, as soon as the campaign ends. So, Word. So as it is <laughs> with every guest of the Random Rounds with Rob, you have been here. And the door is always open for you to come back to uh, promote your next big thing Thanks. or just to come and hang out, shoot shit. <laughs> Thanks. No, I love that, man. Yeah. Thanks. And that was Ahmed. <laughs> I ain't going to try to go through the rigmarole of saying his last name again. I don't want to disrespect him and his family and whatnot. But what I can pronounce correctly is the epics of Ikidu. So... You can look that up on the Indiegogo. Go to his uh, profile on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Hero Autistic. So I think it's all one word on Twitter and is uh, Hero underscore Autistic on Instagram, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But if I'm wrong on this audio recording, you can check in the show description because there's always will be correct there. So, yeah, man, he's another dreamer. Another man that, you know, like we said, man, you have that creative, you know, thing inside of you. It's um, hard to keep that contained, keep it bottled up and everything. You want to push that thing out into the world. So that's what the man is doing, you know, in addition to, you know, his everyday life and everything. And I I've, I don't know what day he's on cooking for his wife. You know, he had to do 30 days straight. So you could check in on his Instagram and uh, YouTube and everything and see how that's going. Speaking of creativity, I'm on the last legs of this office, man. It's kicking my butt. It's just little uh, small things and everything I'm trying to get put together. Like I ordered um, so I can have more thing. No, how can I explain it? not have more things, but I'm trying to minimize, you know, the space on my desk. So I'm mounting things to the walls rather than to putting them on the desk. And there are some things that I can't put on the wall because it'll just protrude too far away and it'll just clutter up the space even more, even though it's not actually on top of the desk. But I ordered a grommet. You know what that is? You know, the little um, holes people put in their desk and they got the little plastic caps the way you can run cables through and do, you know, have some good cable management and whatnot. So I ordered one with two outlets in the top so I can plug things in. So like whenever I bring in my um, circuit cutter, you know, to make my vinyl designs and whatnot, I can have, you know, outlets on top of the desk, you know, flush to where I didn't have to run wires under the desk. And, you know, I just wanted to have a clean aesthetic, if that's a correct way to use that word. But 
what I'm finding out is the grommet hole, the grommet that goes into the desk. I don't have the tool to make that hole, you know, perfectly round. The three it's three inches. The the whole plug that's going into the desk is three inches in circumference. So I don't have a tool that big, and then I don't want to make it look all crazy, you know, just kind of jack wagoning it all up and whatnot. And then on top of that, not even having the tool to make the hole, but they sent me the wrong thing. My, my scheme is red and black. So I'm trying to keep all my appliances and things the best I can to either be red or black to match the aesthetic. So there, there I go using that word again. So the grommet that they sent me was white. And I was like, son of a bitch. You know, I was about to paint it, but then I was like, this uh, got electricity and everything. I don't want no paint to get in there and damage any of the connectors and whatnot. And then I just got this big ass painted white thing, black freaking mess in my desk and it doesn't work properly and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, it's just little things like that. Then I got door shenanigans now. So I mounted the door in before. I put the drywall up so the door fit, you know, I had to do a little, you know, rigging and everything to get it in the fit properly. And, you know, I took it off to hang my, the rest of my drywall. You know, it's a small space so I can have the door there and work with the drywall. It just wasn't working out. So now that all the drywall is hanging, it's painted. I mean, you've seen the, the, the room on Instagram. Put the door back on. Bitch don't close no more. <laughs> so now I got to go find ways to fit this door back into jams properly. I think um, what happened was before I put the drywall in, the hinges had more flexibility and whatnot. The framing had more flexibility, which allowed the door to slide in and out properly. Now that the drywall is in, it's more solid and secure. It doesn't have that flex anymore. And now the door doesn't fit. So instead of me freaking ripping the frame out of the whole thing to try to get it right again, which is going to be a super pain and hassle because I done laid down mortar around the bottom because the floor is uneven and is at a slant and all this other shit to get it working the first time. And I'm not about to undo all that. So I'm about to grind this bitch down till it fit. <laughs> so yeah, it's about to be some shenanigans with that. Got the desk painted. It's just in there drying now. So I've done all I can do for today on this Father's Day. So uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and everything. And um, I hope you enjoyed your day. You know what I mean? You might listen to this later, but just know whenever you do hear these words, I wished you a happy Father's Day on Father's Day proper. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to wash all this paint and icky stuff off me from the day you know, my wife took me out for breakfast with the kids and everything, and we watched the Brave Little Toaster, which you cannot find on Blu-ray or any streaming service, oddly enough. And then, um, so I ordered the DVD from Amazon. Ew, it hurts me to say DVD. Just inferior shit. <laughs> you know, I like to have my Blu-ray and they have not remastered the Brave Little Toaster and they have not put it on Blu-ray or 4K or anything like that. And it's a goddamn travesty. They got all the new updated versions of the Brave Little Toaster, you know, all the sequels and everything that was garbage. I, you know, I really can't speak on that because I don't know. I've never seen them. I refuse to watch them. <laughs> but it is what it is. So 
Thank you all for joining me. I got some older episodes that are coming back around in the queue. Um, I got freaking what's his goddamn name? I don't forgot his name. What the hell? This John Winchester. God damn it. How could it a hell? I forget that name. One of my favorite shows, Dean Winchester, freaking supernatural. But yeah, uh, freaking Josh Winchester from the culture, cosplay, and comics. I, I know it's not in that order. It's comics, cosplay, and culture podcast, I think. <laughs> but um, that'll be coming up. Also, I had Sabrina follow back. That'll um, be coming up in these two that I'm speaking of now already have premiered on the YouTube page. So you can see that audio, <laughs> but um, they're coming back around in the queue. Then I got a couple of um, other ones. I've had a former guest also back again. Uh, Jay guns. You might uh, remember that episode that I talked about, you know, being, uh, I think episode 11 or 12 that, you know, made me get into the mode of I need to be a better host because sometimes you get those guests that, you know, get nervous and, you know, to give you those one word responses. And he was the first one that made me realize that I had to, you know, try to up my game and be a better host. So he came back around and we discussed that fact and whatnot. And he has his own business, another veteran owned business. So we'll be talking about those things and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, I got a, guy mitch valentine former professional wrestler or current professional wrestler i don't know he slept with sunny you know and he tells me all about it and he owes me an mvp story so i got all these things to come uh you know on future episodes of the round rounds with rob so stay tuned for the shenanigans so once again you can follow the show on twitter at it's b rob that's my personal and at three R show. I kind of went blank for a second. I don't know why I gave out my personal. I don't, nothing wrong with it. I just I'm more active on the three R show. But speaking of the three R show, you can follow on Instagram at the three R show. And you can follow the YouTube or subscribe to the YouTube page. I'm one away from 50. So that's cool. 50 more to go. I get 100. I can get that custom domain. I can put three R show proper and um, Facebook. Also, whatever I missed. You can go to randomrob.com and find all those things to where you can help and support the show monetarily by buying merchandise and uh, donating and using Amazon links and all that rigmarole. And, um, but the most important way that you can help support this show and any other podcast that you listen to is writing reviews. So I appreciate some reviews. If you can't support monetarily, and um, that's all I got. Check out the sponsors, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com to where you can get 15% off your order by using promo code RANDOM. And you can go to poddex.com. Get you some, oh, drop my microphone. Get you some uh, microphone non-dropping items. <laughs> Just go to poddex.com. Use promo code RANDOM and you can get 10% off your order. So thank you. Happy Father's Day once again, and I'll see you next time.